0: Welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Doctor. Randall Four. everybody and welcome to the Hotel Colton Collective. Will you be staying long? Ah, Mr. Dave A.C., we have your room already.
1: I hope it's the presidential suite. And where's that young (laughs) bellboy?
0: Oh, Mr. Randall Thor, baggage to Mr. A.C.'s room.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I got lost in these hallways. I can never keep track of where I am. Ah, excuses, excuses.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a, a Rubik's Cube and an apple in it for you.
0: See plenty of praise going on here, plenty of praise. Uh. All right, enough stunning quips. <laughs> it's time to get down to business as we talk all over the top of this week's episode of Doctor Who, which is The God Complex. Yes, this episode's all going to be about me. <laughs>
1: No cheesy plank quips.
0: All right, that's enough. That's enough. Let's get down to business. If you have your official BBC copies of The God Complex at the ready, we shall begin. Are you ready, gentlemen?
1: Yes, got my book ready.
2: Ready to go. All
0: right, here comes the countdown. In five, four, three, two, one, play.
1: Muzak.
2: Yes. <laughs> Lovely Muzak, too. I love it. <laughs> Ooh. Please don't adjust your TV. It's supposed to look like that.
1: Let's <laughs> see Jack Jack Nicholson just scrolling along that.
2: <laughs> <side>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there he is.
2: So the, I believe the, the character here is named Lucy Hayward. Well, the interesting thing with her was that during the original script script read-through, uh, her name on the script was Lucy Miller. But, mm-hmm. of course, they didn't want to conflict with big Finnish productions and a certain Paul McGann, 8th Doctor companion. One of my favorites from the Big Finish series. But yeah, they changed your name from Lucy Miller. Oh, oh and there we go. There was a very quick cameo there from <laughs> Marcus Wilson, ah. the producer of this episode. Wow, oh. interesting. Keep
1: He's an good. eye on the room numbers, by the way.
2: Yes.
0: Oh, I wonder who's, wonder who's fishing up in the bathroom.
2: Oh, look what it is. It's a gorilla suit. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate it.
1: Uh, that's uh, from the famous book by Anthony Brown, The Gorilla. Uh,
0: it's just, I don't know. It just seems to me to be unconvincing. Uh, it just looks like a guy in a gorilla costume.
1: And it, it puts the wrong message out because you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I thought this was supposed to be a scary episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, Roger Annals as the gorilla
1: you see a, a man in a gorilla suit wouldn't frighten Amy Pond I mean she's a kissogram.
0: yeah there
1: you go you see him all the time
2: <laughs> oh boy
1: a gorilla I can say it Gorillagram. yes I have been drinking oh there we go Yep.
0: And although, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that there's only one Roger Reynolds, um, he has been in Cranford, Hardware, Silent Witness, Two Pints Lager and a Packet of the Crisps, uh, A Kid in the Latin's Palace, Beyond Fear, and he's also been in The Return to Oz, which is what I wanted to bring up as a Wheeler. I love that movie.
1: A Wheeler of Time. Blimey.
0: <laughs> the Wheeler of Time. Ah, I see what you did there.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
2: the it's, the nods.
1: Be- it's the Beatles LP.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Abbey Road or whatever it was called. <laughs> did you see any huge hats.
2: The doctors <laughs>
1: are
2: either
1: excited. <laughs> and we've got this rather ambiguous time zone again haven't we we had it with the um, the episode a couple of weeks back um, in terms of uh, you know what year is it right night terrors a cheese plot
2: <laughs> oh and this this is the second episode in a row directed by Nick, Nick Horan which uh, yes. he's he's doing a great job as a director I must say and he's the doctor's eating an apple.
0: <laughs> yes, it's interesting. Yes, he's overcome it. Liam Liam, Liam had fun with this bit, actually. He was he was pointing out, he's like, oh, Sontaran! <laughs> there was a, uh, I think there was a Silurian or something like that earlier yeah, in the, the back there Yeah, there was, yeah. And, and Liam pointed out, uh, I didn't actually see it, he did.
2: Yeah, there's along was... with those, there's a Sontaran, there's a Silurian, a Tridivore, a Hoix, there's a Hoix even.
0: Yeah, there's a sister of... Uh, sister, Str- yeah.
2: There's also a Jadoon.
0: Mm-hmm. Why are they all in the, the uh, shirt and tie, though? Which is an interesting bit.
1: Yeah, they look like stuff ones, don't they? Yeah. When like I The was...
0: Employee of the Month, you know.
1: Yeah. What?
0: I've never been threatened yes. by a chair league before.
1: <laughs> oh, I tell a lie. <laughs> Now, yeah. this this somewhat threw me as well with the, we're seeing from the remote cameras. Is that assume that this, whatever it is that we're going to see in a short while, is actually watching them? Are they? Is it just surveillance? Call
2: I, me. Uh, I think you <laughs> just talked over one of my favourite bits of the oh. episode. <laughs> yes. You're fired.
1: You don't want to get rid of Amy, surely. Yes. Oh,
0: sorry, what? There's plenty to talk about in cast here. Of course, uh, we'll get to David Williams a little later. Uh, But the person who's really caught everybody's eye on this episode is uh, Amara Karan, uh, who plays Rita. Uh, She has been in uh, The Task, uh, King Jeff, uh, Harmonica Swing, St. Trinian's as Peaches, and the Darjeeling Limited as Rita. She's also been in The Bill, Praro. And, of course, uh, this episode.
2: So I'm going oh, to start calling it? them dwarves or wars.
1: <laughs> 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 but with an outfit like that, she must have been in casualty.
2: No, not
0: as far as I know. <laughs> Although I'll check my other sources.
1: Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, overnight figures, uh, 5.2 million. Uh Obviously, we expect that to go up quite some uh, some amount soon. Not sure of the actual AI figure at the moment. Um, but the other thing is, it was another long episode. They varied the timings of virtually every episode this second half of the season. 50 minutes, this one. Wow. Well, almost, 48.
2: Interestingly enough, this, is, this episode is longer than the series finale, The Wedding of River Song, <laughs> and the upcoming episode before that, uh, Closing Time. This nope. is perhaps the longest episode of the last half of series six.
1: Wow. Tardis is
2: gone. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. it's that that uh, plot element that always comes up. Tardis is gone.
0: <laughs> and playing playing Howie is uh, Dimitri Leonidas, uh, who as uh, who is currently filming a TV series by the name of Sinbad. Interestingly enough, as Anwar, uh, he's been in Hustle. First time, Centurion, Holby City, The Bill, and uh, a long stretching Grange Hill, 59 episodes, as Josh Irvin, or Irvine. Uh, 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 back then, he was uh, credited as, as, as Shane uh, Leonidas. And he's also been, da 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 da, in Casualty, there <laughs> <we> <laughs> go. Heroes and Villains, from back in 2001,
1: as Ross. Now, th- this struck me strange obviously this character has been tied up here but um, we're led to believe that all their things happen in their rooms it's hard to believe that they had that many dummies in, in one of the hotel rooms
0: mm. well I never said that one of the hotel like the bedroom
1: so, rooms
0: is his thing yeah. maybe this is his room mm. That spotting thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know the, the dummies. When I first saw the dummies, I was reminded of this. The, when I was a kid, I read the Goosebumps series, and there was a ser- mini series in that about a, a dummy that came to life, a ventriloquist dummy, mm. and that looked and the cover design looked very much like these. So I was like, well, oh. <laughs> well,
1: there's a famous Anthony Hopkins film, uh, Magic, uh, where he had a dummy that sort of t- tries to take him over, and and Lewis was saying. Uh, 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 on Podshot that um, there was also a famous Twilight Zone episode yes, with the, a dummy in.
2: Yes, there was.
0: Got the gear. Got the gear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that line's coming up and I thought that was dead funny.
1: Oh, no, no, gear. no, no. You got that wrong, Ian. Got the wine. Got the got wine.
0: La, got the wine. Got the wine. And of course, playing Joe is Daniel Peary, who has been in, uh, is currently in, uh, Downtown Abbey, as Major Bryant. The I Awakening, the, mis- is, the Awakening is Captain Mills.
1: What?
0: Holly Oaks, as uh, John John Warmby.
1: Okay, I was just waiting to you finish that. Um, the, um, the, the they're trying to lead us into the thing that this place is haunted with the, the sort of the music coming on and the, the strange things. It's uh, ooh nursery rhymes. That must be a bit of a theme, mate.
2: It's that's actually from an actual 18th <laughs> yes. century English nursery rhyme called "Oranges and Lemons." Yes, a bit of trivia there.
0: Oh. And there's the wheelchair, Dave. Yeah,
2: it's a little bit. <laughs> Worst rescue ever.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Good one. Good one. Worst rescue ever. Lovely. I'm sure our listeners know which episode you're referring to that. Yes.
0: The, one, of the, one, one of the episodes that I haven't watched on my DVD because I can't bring myself to say goodbye again. <laughs> love Rory.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <Huh?
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, That used to happen at schools, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't, if you drink your shorts, you drink, doing with your pants.
0: And of course, the PE teacher is, uh, and excuse my Welsh, uh, David Amir. Uh, right. Uh, who has been in such things as, as my web browser loads, <laughs> uh, Young Dracula, uh, back in 2006 as Mr. Perkins? Casualty, uh. in 2006 and in 2003. And uh, EastEnders, Dot Story, the TV movie.
1: Now tell Mike uh, all those young girl actresses' names. <laughs>
2: indeed
0: one little tidbit I forgot to uh, mention uh, he was actually in a TARDIS load oh, for Army of Ghosts as as a suited agent <laughs> which
2: if
1: you can manage oh. to find those yes those bone oh. legs you can get a minute saw through those good <laughs>
0: <laughs> where's the last here now the ginger twig <laughs> it's an affectionate name fellas it's an affectionate uh, name oh
1: oh what yeah yeah and of course rory's seeing an exit there which is one of the running themes
0: yes we were wondering why he's seeing an exit <laughs> at first i was just like oh that's his door it's just he wants out um which has come become a bit of a theme mm-hmm.
1: Now, this is a little stereotypical of, uh, uh, you know, there are certain uh, sort of ideas that uh, girls like this would have to, you know, over have parents that want them to overachieve. Mm. Oh, now, this is my bit. And uh, I believe the seventh doctor said it after I'd left, but uh, I didn't hear this. But um, the doctor in a moment will say something. mean they're not real but of course as we remember from the earlier adventure of an image of an angel becomes an angel so the very fact that they're in the image of the angel they should turn into real angels
0: did they move at all no yeah so they're just statues there's the escape clause
2: yeah i guess
0: (laughs) they're just statues they're not actually angels
1: but an image of an angel becomes an angel
0: An image of an angel. That's not an image of an angel. It's just a statue made to, you know, pretend to be one. It's just pretend. Like the gorilla in the suit. It wasn't a real gorilla. It was a gorilla in a suit. Well, a man in a gorilla suit. Unfortunately, that's a real minotaur outside the door.
1: Uh (laughs) Oh, that's a nice effect.
0: And I'll, I'll catch up really quick here. Uh, Actually, no, I won't, because I'm having trouble finding this gentleman. So talk amongst yourselves.
1: (laughs) Oh, praise him. We're having a bit of uh, Sherlock-type text come on the screen. Yes. (laughs) He's got his white hanky ready to wave.
2: (laughs) Oh, sure, Doctor, run up on your own.
1: (laughs) I've been in hotels like that. I went to this wedding reception once. And it was like about one and a half miles down corridors to get to your room.
2: <laughs> nice piece of a dolly zoom there.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not finding too much um, more on the uh, gentleman playing Rita's father, Rashad Karpiet. Uh, so I'm sorry, folks. But the interesting thing to bring up. Is uh, Spencer Wilding? Hello, um, <laughs> ladies, look him up. Really, look him up. Uh, it's a shame he's under the minute <laughs> in the in the door mask, because wow. <laughs> hmm. Um. Sorry, while well, I collect myself here. <laughs> uh. He's uh. Post production. Oh bloody hell. He's in post they're in post production on Clash of the Titans two. It's due out
2: sequel.
0: Next year. A sequel, yes. And Spencer is playing guess what? No idea. A minotaur. A minotaur. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you've been typecast
1: (laughs) Well, he's about six foot seven, I think.
0: Oh, sorry, I'm wilting <laughs> again. Uh, but yes, Game of Thrones, uh, Foo Action, The Golden Compass, as a giant Egyptian. I'm not surprised. Uh, Beowulf and Grendel, uh, Batman Begins. It uh, was also in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as a Vogon soldier. Ooh. But uh, mainly a, a stunt performer. And uh... but I don't know why he's covered in stuff. Because hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seriously, lock them up. (laughs) Slightly nasty street there. Yes, Gibbons. I'll get to him. I'll get to him.
0: (laughs) There's a nice thing that'll be, of course, repeated at the end.
2: I actually didn't notice the first time I saw this episode that all the ventriloquist dummies have been lined up there. Mm. Mm. But it's—I don't know why I didn't notice it the first time.
1: Uh, and what I mean in in that that sense, there now he's gone; they're inactive because they were related to him. Right. But in some of the rooms they're going to, even though like the P teacher, none of them. The PE teacher isn't for that any of them, yet it's still active.
0: Right, unless it's waiting for something else to come.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> Don't be frightened, that was a bit naughty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, well stated, I think. Well stated, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Why do you think they go well I mean I know they're going to black and white because it's the um the surveillance camera but it's definitely trying to give that sort of eerie effect to it the um mm. the shining effect
0: it's quite well used I think I think it's not you know it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry Matt Matt is just really good at this
2: um <laughs> oh wait that companion's still around
0: <laughs> yes rita, oh her we were just, yeah she's here we were
2: just watching rita there
0: <laughs> yes oh i mean i guess kudos to them for creating somebody in such a short space of time that you wish would go with the doctor that you wish was part of the show um but yes, she'll meet her her end pretty soon I mean I, I shouldn't really have to go into it, but I will anyway, just for being a completionist uh or completist or whatever it is. David Williams is also in this buried under a bit of prosthetics, doing a nice job um, as if I have to, but some people some people aren't aware uh, but he is uh, well known for uh, at, at the moment uh come fly with me. Which I'm looking forward to seeing, I haven't seen it yet. It was in the uh the uh T V special The One Ronnie. Uh of course is well known for Little Britain and Little Britain uh USA.
1: And he's a lot he's just done a big charity swim down the Thames. Yes. Hundred and thirty miles, raised about hundred and fifty thousand pounds, I think. Yeah.
0: This is, and this of course is not his first time doing uh, these kind of events for charity. I think he does one every year, doesn't he? Did he swim uh, the English the, Channel? In the English Channel, yeah. Sounds like yeah. an extremely nice man.
1: Um, Brilliant. He's got a fabulous uh, model of a. His wife's uh, an ex-model. Yeah. A lot of people think, of course, because he was uh, uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, no 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 they, they, I mean they, they were surprised when he got married because of his his, his the way he and Matt Lucas uh, bond so well in Little, in little right. Britain
0: yeah
1: and he has computer, a, bit of a
0: bit of an effeminate tone to his voice at times
1: yeah computer says no <laughs> It doesn't hurt him at all. That prosthetics.
0: Oh, I no. th- actually think it does a good job because actually, in the in the um, in the uh, trailer, I I knew he was supposed to be in it, but I was like, I'm guessing he's the guy under the prosthetics because you know I haven't seen him anywhere else. Um, uh, I think it's a, a good prosthetic, actually. Oh,
1: it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good because he, he he can give his expressions properly.
2: Yeah. Oh, and I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet, but the Doctor's wearing his tweed jacket again.
0: Yes, back to the jacket.
2: Yeah. Away and a from blue bow tie. Coat. Yeah.
0: Although I've given up on the color-coded blue tie, uh, the bow <laughs> ties.
2: I think I have too. But it was, oh, another shit. thing I was going to mention was when the Doctor was talking to to, to Prenn there, there was another, There's a comment that he made that's one of two instances in this episode that remind me of the the Davies era with, with 10 first earlier in the episode was when the doctor saw the Minotaur and said, Oh, you beauty. You're yes. beautiful. Oh. And then there he was referring to Prince civilization as one of the oldest in the universe mm. going back to the old, they're from the dark times.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, they did even such a wonderful job with the hair on, on Matt Lucas. I mean, the hair looks quite convincing, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, because when you think about it, I mean, that's a, that's uh they've actually covered an awful lot of them when you think about it from basically the, no, uh, the nose, I mean, he's got, you know, false teeth in, but the, the nose all the way back to the, the back of his head. So quite an all-encompassing uh, piece of prosthetic work.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was put, done in about two or three hours each morning. mm
0: And of course, uh, some of our uh, more careful watchers noticed the uh magazines on the trolley there. There's Rory with a mop again.
1: Yeah, what is this with mops? I know a last
0: uh, the week before last he had a mop in his hand as well and uh he fought off uh Vampires in Venice with a with a with a broom.
2: Well, after he saw the doctor warp back to the Pandora with the mop and the fez. <laughs> Rory just needs a fez now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what a mop it. And the clown, which was going to be such a big part of this.
2: Oh, yes. Ended up being
0: a...
1: just nothing. Just, huh? just a
0: clown. Just a, b- a fear, you know.
2: Don't talk to the clown.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably one of our only good lines in this. Oh, sorry.
1: Going for a perm.
0: <laughs> Have you seen his hair? <laughs> Here's the winning music.
2: Yep, I am the Doctor. It's the 11th Doctor's theme.
0: Yep, the winning music, as I like to term it. <laughs> when things are turning back around our hero's way. <laughs> ah, we fooled the monster.
2: Didn't Sonic, did you? It's the Sonic screwdriver as a microphone. Hey, it looks
1: like a podcasting outfit, that.
2: Huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> looks a little more technical than mine. <laughs> I guess the difficulty with with someone like David Williams having uh, done so very many characters uh, that require uh, facial expressions, uh, body movements, uh, twitches, and and uh, characteristics that become that it becomes kind of telling sometimes. And I know people have said, "Oh yeah, that was David." Wall- you could see David Williams there, and it's like, well, what you could actually see was characterizations, and you're so used to seeing him perform. In so right. many different ways that, that it then becomes a tell, you know.
1: Twice there we saw that big uh, round uh, thing that was in the in the episode before the night—not night, uh, night terrors—the um, the girl the, the who, girl who waited, the circular microscope thing that they looked through. Hmm. It was in the background there. You know, the one we saw the reflection of um, Amy through when they were in the the two rooms, sure it two streams. No, 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 it was there in the background. Probably won't see it again now. It was said a it. Hair dryer. <laughs> no. You know,
2: just another example of what nick haran is doing with this one i love how we saw all of the all those mirrors and all the reflections that was quite nicely done mm.
0: Mm. and notice how we haven't really kind of full-on directly seen the monster right mm. we just see these like this is probably the most detailed look that we get at the monster At at that point up until then it's been through the glass through the waterfall you know through slight reflections This is quite lovely, actually. It's quite amazing, mm. actually. The, 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 yes, they had a monster in this, but it wasn't really a monster.
1: Mm.
2: It's, it's, a, a <laughs> trend. it's a trend that I've noticed in the Moffat era, moving on from the Davies, because the Davies era had a lot of Monster of the Week stories. The mm. Moffat era, not so much Monster of the Week. I mean, it's like, last week's episode, there were no monsters. Maybe the the robots. But in this episode, we've got the Minotaur, and it's not really a monster.
0: No.
1: And of course, we went through a a time when the humans were the monster, didn't we? Mm.
2: Oh, sure. Just leave Rory. (laughs) Actually,
0: yeah, you're right. The, The robots really weren't a monster either. They were designed to treat a certain thing, and... Yeah, there you go. Help. Number seven. Sorry, I had to had to point that out and interrupt exactly. Mike there, but uh, number seven. That's how old Amy was when uh, when uh, the Doctor met her for the first time.
2: I've also read that that's also a reference to Amy being the seventh full multi-story companion since <laughs> oh. the, since Rose. Interesting. But I've, I've been trying to work out the numbers there and I'm not so sure that works.
0: I, I the first time I saw 7 I uh I looked up to see and it, to see how old she was and that's what it says when she you know she met the doctor when she was 7. So I'm assuming yeah. that's correct. Yeah,
2: that's, so then
0: that, that's that, that,
2: a more p- yeah. plausible thing.
0: Quite eerie not- the, the, the 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 looks of the open eyes and everything. Sorry, Dave. I
1: was to say it's not how many times she's died, is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Rory? <laughs> that sense of distrust coming in. Yes. Especially after the doctor said that no one else would die. Yes. And there we go with the the pose Who's the hanging up the pictures? <laughs> the hotel does the hotel grows the pictures
1: hmm Uh, only tessellations after all
2: actually
0: it's not the first time we've had Rory mention not being in the TARDIS anymore Oh. We had a mention last week about, about you know, not wanting to travel with him anymore, and I think there was a previous mention as well
1: about, love, like, not...
2: I love that line from Roy right there. Some Not all victories are about saving the universe.
1: What do you mean Ian talked over one of your favorite lines?
2: <laughs>
1: I didn't get the fish business.
0: Lee <laughs> was a little mad because he likes goldfish. <laughs> An otter's toenail. I don't know, just like it.
1: Ooh, now you <laughs> see that was yeah. <laughs> Child in a suitcase. <laughs> ooh flat <Fleur. laughs>
0: oh yes she's fabulous. We're watching again, folks
1: <laughs> just or somebody's that. watching her and, and I wasn't too. Take them, I mean, they do some quite disturbing things like that, where there's sort of you, you feel as though that the the run of time is not sequential. Mm. But um, yeah, I found it. I wasn't drawn in the first time I watched it. I'm being drawn in a little bit more this time.
0: Yeah. Now. Oh.
1: Look at the number in a moment.
0: I just love that. What's what's it called, Mike?
2: What is what called? That
0: camera effect.
2: Oh, dolly zoom.
0: Dolly. I love that. I've always loved that.
2: Yeah. There we go, the doctor's room. All we hear is the cloister bell. So the question is, what did he see? All sorts of speculation. And I'm thinking the doctor puts that sign there because, well, later on when when the, the hologram dissolves, that sign remains. It doesn't dissolve.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's not the honeymoon suite with him and Riversong is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the, the only thought I had, uh, and David, um, Mike, and I were tweeting about it last night, was that um, it was the Doctor alone. But it could be the Doctor alone and and dying, you know.
1: Well, I, I originally thought it was either going to be uh, the space, you know, the whoever was in the space shoot but the space shooted figure. Mm. or it was going to be the, the, his next incarnation. So it right. would know that he's coming to the end of his... The, doc,
2: the doctor doesn't know Come about on. the spacesuit, though. That, right. The, the spacesuit shoots him. He knows yeah. that he dies at Lake Silencio, but he doesn't know anything about the spacesuit.
1: Mm. Ah, right. This, of course, this timeline will right.
2: I've heard that some other people suggest that he may, may have seen Amy and Rory die. Which explains later on in the episode.
0: Right. But then again, he, he, doesn't he say, who else? Yeah. 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 I I think it was him either alone or regenerating or like his next incarnation.
2: Or him standing over Amy and Ori's dead bodies after mm. they've been defeated. But killed, then you'd think it would be like, veteran.
0: what else? You know? Yeah.
1: It could have been the Doctor's wife. Yeah. From the TARDIS. <laughs>
0: Um Mark actually brought up uh, some interesting points in in the the collective this week uh-huh. uh about how about faith and and that this didn't seem to to him to portray faith in a, in a, in a positive light um I actually think it does uh I mean especially when you think about Doctor Who and what the monsters are always after they're after whatever it is it's good that you want uh it's never after a bad thing Uh, you know it's always uh, after
1: intense things isn't it intense
0: emotions right and and faith is is a big one and faith doesn't necessarily mean religion um you know uh you you can have faith in anything i mean amy has her faith in the doctor uh you know i have my faith in 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 my kids uh you know it, it doesn't have to be religion, and I think this serves it as a as a, as a very strong thing. Uh, the 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 monster wants to feed on the strongest thing that there is, and and faith is that you know.
1: I I just had a Torchwood moment there because if you remember, there's the episode where there's that uh, giant monster that looks very similar to the uh, Minotaur, where it's shadow kills people as its shadow yeah. passes over them. And that was Avatar the
2: basic...
1: Yeah, mm. uh, from the Mr. Man, Ma- manger one. The, um,
2: yeah, end of
0: series yeah. one. A Nice shot, this. Uh, and see, there's the Rubik's Cube solved. Mm.
1: Uh, Billis Manager, that was the character, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was... That was a nice little... Nice little uh, dig there. You know, you keep saying that, but you haven't done anything yet. You know.
1: The other thing that makes it slightly on is the fact you don't see them moving from these different rooms. They're suddenly all collected in one room. Right. Then they're suddenly all collected at the reception, and mm. which is to give the impression that the rooms do change and move.
2: What was the episode
0: that uh, uh, the director directed before Mike? Nick Horan, mm.
2: the last episode, The Girl Who Waited. Ah. <coughs> Two episodes in a row he's directed.
0: What was the one part of that?
2: What was the what part of that?
0: What was the first episode he directed for Doctor Who?
2: Oh, it must have been in the first half of this series. I'm not sure. Mm.
0: And the Doctor got it wrong. Mm. Interesting.
1: Directed six episodes of The Prisoner as well. Mm.
2: No, it turns out Girl Who Waited was the very first episode that he directed. Yeah. Okay. Huh?
0: Huh. I thought he directed something else as well. Yes, you're right. Only two episodes of Doctor Who.
2: And the doctor finally mm. figures it
0: out. Yes. And Nick is also direct- directed. Um, Perfect match. Uh, Take a girl like you. Bone kickers. Uh, an episode of Bone kickers. Of course, six episodes of the Prisoner, the 2009 version. Uh, the movie, uh, movies as well. It's a boy. It's a boy girl thing from back in 2006. Uh, Little Black Book from 2004, Virtual Sexuality from 1999, and Remember Me from back in
1: 1997. Ooh. It's not unusual,
0: unusual for me to do that, but uh, I did it anyway. <laughs> don't <laughs> normally go on about directors. Uh, of course, writer was Toby Woodhouse, who most of us will know uh, from... Uh, Sorry, I've lost myself. Uh, <laughs> Vampires of Venice. Uh, and of course, uh, School Reunion. But others of us will know him from Being Human. Yes, uh, creator and writer of Being Human.
1: Yeah, that's, that was a nice surprise. I must admit. met. Mm-hmm.
2: Caitlin's back.
0: Yes. I think that surprised everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the what this being a completely uh, set driven uh, episode is nobody knew.
2: Mm. poor Rory (laughs) Rory. (laughs) death number
1: (laughs) death by doorknob
2: and of course perfectly enough or suitably enough the music playing is the life and death of Amy Pond Mm.
1: mm-hmm
0: Wonderful words by Matt Smith, Um, wonderfully delivered. Not saying anything about the wooden box that uh, is sitting next to him. Oh, sorry. What? (laughs) There is some acting there. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Well, don't forget Caitlin is also there. That's what I mean. (laughs) Exactly. There's.
0: See, there (laughs) is (laughs) acting.
1: You're hard, man.
0: Oh, I am.
1: But um, she just seems slightly easily convinced the number of times he saved her. Mm. And yet... A.V.
2: Oh, Williams. The fact that he calls her that.
0: Now, a lot of people have uh, drawn uh, parallels between this and Curse of Fenric. Um, I actually think *Curse of Enric has done a lot better. Um, but you know, different situations too. But I do love that that scene from the *Curse of Fenrir* when uh, the Doctor basically just pulls the rug out from under Ace and, and just demolishes her on the spot with such with uh, fewer words. It's just you know nicely done. But this this has its you know Mm-hmm.
1: Moments. Uh, and the other good thing uh, was the fact that this is, uh, you know, a, a real monster. Well, it's not a CGI monster. Right. I mean, it, it works so much better like this, I think. Yeah. I've got a feeling that they uh, actually use the same prosthetics inside as the Jadoon. You know, the same sort of controls. Right. It's got the similar nostrils and lens face. But, but... but it, oh, here's a nice effect.
2: Notice the the sign on the door. It just falls off and doesn't disappear. Well yes. Of course, neither does the door. Oh, there it does. But oh, the, yeah, the door goes. Falls and... Yeah. In Interesting to note.
0: Yes. But so that was a. on the holodeck. <laughs> lovely, lovely effect.
2: Oh, it um, was yeah. Darth,
0: Darth brought up that you know had they did done uh, next generation now that that's probably the effect that they would have gone with rather than just
1: switching. It. <laughs> Now those symbols there—he's looking at the the language—is is reflected in the the tattoos are the wells on the creature's body. Mm.
2: And I think we just it, talked over the. Did we just talk over the Nyman? I
1: don't know, but was yes, that I a portal image it. there for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> portal is free. <laughs>
2: But yeah, we had a reference to the mentors are a relative of the Naimon. Yes. <laughs> Lord Naimon. Lord Naimon.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham Crowden. God rest his soul. There you go. There's your explanation, Dave.
2: Uh,
0: the fears from the people this, before were tidied right away.
2: Right. Uh, this- line right here that is one that I like and what the doctor follows it up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How old Matt seems to me is delivering those lines.
1: Mm. Well, there's a switch coming here in a moment. there we go love that yeah oh. yeah he's talking about the doctor uh, it took me a while to catch that but...
0: oh no I, I, as soon as the beast started talking I was like oh
1: <laughs> oh look at that I didn't notice that long view a, yes it's actually I...
0: quite large
2: yeah
0: you wonder what else is being kept there oh. seems hmm. like a rather large ship to be just yeah now is this is this the same car?
2: The same car from what? From uh from Let's Kill Hitler.
1: No, 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 no. that's uh, I'm a, no. Sorry, I'm a
0: I love this line.
2: <laughs>
0: it's my favorite car. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that line of the way he delivers it. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> Notice Sorry. the blue door on the house.
0: Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, alarm system and all. Blue alarm <laughs> system. Rather nicely nicely, freshly painted compared to the house next door which is a bit weathered and beat up looking.
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: and of course uh, you think, well, how he managed to buy the house? But he could have, he could have gone ahead and back and mm, yeah, come back just, and done it.
0: It is interesting because you start thinking, well, when did he have time?
1: But we did we did that one with the lodger, if you remember, where they they, they did things where he put things through the door and so on. Right. Um. I, I was at the Pandorica in Big Bang where he yeah. put where. Uh, Amelia was invited to the um... Sorry I was watching.
2: So Ooh. if you want to place this scene in the larger context of Doctor Who overall this is the third time that the Doctor has actually forcibly evicted people from the TARDIS yes. First time Susan Foreman Second time Sarah Jane just before the deadly assassin and here we are
0: Well actually uh, Donna Noble
2: <laughs> uh, I guess
0: In a rather harsh way
2: I can, mm. uh, there's,
0: a, there's a lovely line coming up from from Matt, and I think it's coming up right now, and it's just... Mm. Oh, I love that line.
2: And there's so much that can be said about this, about what the Doctor does here compared with Tim keeping his companions around and mm. only parting with them when he had no other choice. Here he's actually choosing to separate himself from them to keep bad things from happening to them to keep them from dying
0: right.
2: or suffering some you know horrible fate and he's letting them go so uh, Ten would never have done that
1: mm. no
0: and, and that line that his line of, of you know standing over your grave your, your broken body or, or Rory's it's just oh
2: so, for as, for as much the peop, as people would say, talk about gr- characters growing up in terms of Amy or Rory, there's a lot of growing up with the Doctor, too.
0: Mm. Although, to me, in that line, looking at his face, he looks so terribly ancient. Mm. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, not a mistake to cast this man as the Doctor.
2: No. Mm.
0: Not one single doubt in my mind.
2: <laughs> Rory's got the wine. He's got the champagne. The champagne <laughs> no. He's got the champagne. He's I, lo-
0: ready. I do love the effect of, of, of the leaves blowing. Yeah.
2: This
1: is a nice line coming up. Apparently that street has been. Um, I think Tim said there's only about five houses there. It's been. Yeah, they've
0: actually been. Re- if you if you look actually if you rewind and look later after you've listened to this of course you'll sorry Dave but they've been repeated. Oh. I I I did. If you look really carefully you can actually tell that the whole thing's been repeated. I think they changed the door colour on um, Rory and Amy's house to like a green further down the street, but it's a blue house. But you see, one of them's got a kind of bricked-out veranda, uh, and it it's repeated. So, yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, the Doctor's wearing his coat again. Yes. The longer coat. Yeah, There's
1: was no ascending there, when it just faded to black simply in the air.
2: Next time on... Cybermen! Oh. Think Cybermen! Think point... yeah, it's nice supposed
1: to be the Cyberman that jumped through the windows, not you, Doctor.
2: <laughs> and I think... Thankfully, with the prequel, the little teaser about the good man who goes to war, we no longer have to worry about the difference between Cybers and, and proper Cybermen. Cybermen. Yes. They're Cybermen. and
1: um well, Yes. I wonder, I wonder if the Cyberstamps will come back. We'll see some more past Doctors. Mm,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, a nice look. At, uh, the one thing that I don't know if I mentioned during the show, but... Uh, I know I mentioned during the and Collective podcast that was earlier today, our live show, with plenty of uh, reviews and views on the episode, um, my son actually made the comment, what are they turning this into, like a horror show? Because I'm, I'm guessing he's being a little scared by some of these, which to me is job done. Uh, because I just remember, you know, being scared by by some of the episodes when I was a kid. And it's it's nice to be a little scared by Doctor Who. It's all right to be a little scared because you, you look back on it and you go, oh, I remember when this was scary. <laughs> now you look at it you're like, oh, dear, that's just tinfoil, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah um, since uh, Dave went first last week, I'll go first this week <laughs>
2: good.
0: um good episode i I do like this episode um aside from the gorilla suit um uh, and the ginger twig uh again, you know it's 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 such a shame about Rita, but I think that's the point, uh, otherwise we wouldn't care. we don't the other the other characters in there aren't for caring about. Uh because they're just kind of weak, you know. Uh yeah, you know, one's a gambler, the other's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, not really that many redeeming qualities, apart from one's a bit of a nerd. It's kinda of like the whiz kid in uh in uh that McCoy episode, uh, Greatest Show on the Galaxy, which Darth actually made reference to this ep- you know, links between this episode and that one. Uh but yeah it, it was it was good. Uh, really quite enjoyed it. Good monster that wasn't really a monster. Uh, and yeah, it it it, it I really did, did. I mean said most of it during the show today, so make sure you listen to that, but very enjoyable and could actually watch this one again because it kind of stands on its own uh, as with the last couple of you know it would be it's nice to be you, It's nice when you can put on an episode of Doctor Who and not have to say now i have to watch you know the following episode or uh before i watch this episode i have to watch the preceding episode uh, to to understand anything it's nice to have uh, these episodes that you can just watch on their own you know stick them on on dvd and, and and sit back and relax and watch it without having to know anything else so yeah uh good monster nice effects uh david williams did nice job actually everybody did a nice job Character-wise,
2: uh, Mike. Yeah, I absolutely loved this episode. I loved the idea of the hotel, the, all the different rooms that hold people's fears, and the hallways that shift around, doors that become walls, the, the dwarves and the the, the walls and the wars, as the Doctor called them. <laughs> and just, I, and the, the side characters were entertaining. The Minotaur was I, a great parallel for. For the doctor himself uh just not only the, the line from the doctor there at the end when he was describing it but uh early on when he was confronting the the minotaur and, tra- and translating what it was saying he made reference that the minotaur's name has had been lost and lost in time and uh the you know the reference is the, the doctor himself basically and uh just just overall i, I love that part i love the, the character analysis like the, the, the character examination of amy and rory and just, the, towards the end the, the doctor uh, t- basically telling amy not to hero worship him anymore that was a lovely scene right there and th- the end of the episode i didn't really see coming but once but once i saw it i completely understood it follows on from the girl who waited when rory was yelling that yelling at the doctor through the through his communicator the, through the glasses why do i even bother traveling with you i don't want to do it anymore if it, if it means things like this happening and it, it also ties in with with the doctor himself. He the doctor usually never wants to stick around with and become so and deeply involved in people's lives as he has become with Amy and Rory. He's become invariably entrenched in their lives, from especially in Amy's life from from her from when she was seven years old on throughout her life. Her whole life is invariably tied to the doctor. Her her uh, Amy and Rory's Rory's daughter. Is, Look who she becomes, and the, the Doctor wants to step away. He doesn't want to become so involved. So that in retrospect, that conclusion makes perfect sense. And it's just when I saw that, I started, started thinking, well, if that's the case, how are the last two episodes of the series going to play out? I mean, I knew the closing time, the next episode, is going to bring back Craig, and, and I'm glad that Gareth Roberts is writing that episode because he also wrote uh, The Lodger. And the comic strip on which it was based. So Craig is his character. So, uh, but the, the last episode, The Wedding of River Song, how is it going to play out? Are Amy and Rory going to come back then? I would assume they would. But since it's going back to Lake Silencio in Utah. But uh, that's, it, you know, looking at coming up episodes. This episode, I thoroughly enjoyed, loved it. This entire last half of Series 6, in my opinion, has been strong throughout. It's I I love how this last half of the series is playing out. Dave. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I can't go all the way along with that. I mean, I, I the 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 actual standards that Doctor Who's achieved is is absolutely brilliant, and there's no complaint from me in the effort, the uh, the creativity, the passion, uh, and the the love for the people who. are... Um, you know, putting out Doctor Who now, it's uh, in good hands, as they say. But I'm still not totally happy with the sort of um, fairy tale and fantasy nature that has become. And to me, this second half of the series, although some of the stories have been quite strong, um, there's still there's some similarity I'm seeing creeping in. I think this episode following on from Night Terrors is, you know, we're still... On that fanciful, semi, you know, subconscious uh, fear-related things that um, are certainly the province of Doctor Who, but they seem to have been visited slightly too much together. I've got a feeling that although it doesn't actually show on screen in terms of the, as you say, the guest cast and so on, but this was probably an episode that was produced, you know, slightly more cheaply than uh, some of the others and maybe last week's as well. We do know that um, the opening episodes uh, in America must have uh, sort of really put a dint in the budget and we're hoping not next week so much, but the, the final episode is going to be another large scale episode. So I do feel as though I, I, I'm not, too because the other things that we've talked about is the way they've shuffled around episodes from the first half to the second half. And I'm not, Totally sure they've actually got the balance right, and in some indications of that have been the way that on a couple of episodes we've seen recently they've had to tag in, you know, the the plot arc as it were, uh, on at the end where you can almost see that, that whoever's written the episode, the last few minutes has been directed by uh, Stephen Moffat to get us back on track. But um, one of the things I originally thought when the Doctor left these uh, Amy and Rory, you know, in the, with this house and the car. I thought that was setting things up, um, and that was going to be the house in which they would be when they received the, you know, the blue envelopes, taking them to the uh, Impossible Astronaut story. But um, since they already know about his death, uh, and and Mike, I think, quite rightly pointed out during that commentary where. Um, when I said that it may be when he looked in room 11, he saw the astronaut suit shooting him. This particular doctor doesn't really know that because they've tried to keep that back from him. Remember, we had that impassioned speech from uh, Riversong saying, you know, he must know. But, of course, he does know something of the the destination and the the lake uh, Silencio, is it? Mm -hmm. And so on. But uh, for whatever effect it does work better, I think, that we're going to lead into these last two episodes with the Doctor alone. Right. And uh, uh, next week, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be quite a little bit of a romp, a little more of a light-hearted episode uh, before we go into what might be a real tear of a final episode. On the Rory and Amy front, in some respects, I wouldn't mind if that was the end of their journey in some ways. Uh, I can't see that happening because I think they're too involved in the episodes and we've still got the resolution of Riversong and and, uh, and obviously uh, the Amy's child and we still don't know properly about the Doctor's relationship with Riversong when they were at the, you know, Good Man Goes to War and they the, we only heard part of the conversation around the cot, so that, that, that um, there's still something yet to be revealed. So basically i'm not saying that this is a, a trough these last couple of episodes but i do feel as though um you know we're not reaching the levels that we did with the the, the doctor's wife and even after some initial not very high thoughts of uh, let's kill hitler uh, which i really appreciated afterwards because there were so many uh really good points that we learned about riversong and the um uh, and the whole backstory um i've just got a feeling that it's a slightly unbalanced second half i'm not saying they're not good stories but i'm finding this um well perhaps it's a good thing i don't know what to expect from week to week right i think the next two weeks of course though are uh, we're going to have a, a sort of a a bit of a rompy adventure um with uh next week's story and then um hopefully and absolutely knock it out of the park um final episode and um i've never yet really been disappointed with doctor who i just wasn't as engaged with this episode while watching it again this is the third time i've watched it as we've done the commentary and i can appreciate all the things that my two colleagues here have said and um and I can understand absolutely why they take more from it than perhaps I do. But again, it's still we're still on this sort of you know um, nightmarish uh, land of dreams side of things, which um, is is not the 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 most preferred route for me for right. Doctor Who.
0: Understandable. Uh, having the ginger twig in it is not the most uh, preferred route for me either. <laughs> Ah, uh, but Rory wins every time. Um just a just a note and uh I May have mentioned this at the beginning. I don't know, uh, but be warned. Of course, uh, this you know, if you've watched this epi- uh this episode along with us uh, using uh, a recorded version of the BBC America broadcast, you'll notice that things don't quite sync up. That's because BBC America time-compressed this episode, so you may want to find another version. Uh, so yes, and then go back and listen to us talking, and you'll realize that we had it right all the time, and BBC America didn't.
2: And BBC America also, once again, tagged on the Amy-narrated intro just before the title sequence. Yes. Yes.
0: Which we never allow for in these, because we go with the original source material. The official BBC copy, as I always say. Exactly. Yes. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, Join us next week, when it'll be closing time.
1: Oh, what a shocker. Yes. Yeah, I'll have to get two bottles in for that one, just yeah. in case they call time.
0: Yeah, call time. Yeah, yeah. Finish out your drinks. Last <laughs> order, please. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> join us next week for closing time. But until then, it's goodbye from
2: Mr Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye
1: from the manager of the hotel, Mr Ian Bissett, the Sixth Doctor.
2: Good
0: night, everybody.
1: Now where's that ball of string? I've got to get out of this maze somehow.
2: I know the exit was around here somewhere. Where is it? At the
1: right. <laughs>